just simply to, you know, make sure that just simply to, you know, make sure that. Glory to God. Good to see everybody. Uh, praise God. Got Wes's mama with us. Honored to have y'all, her and her husband. We're so glad you're here. Praise God. And everybody else, too. Amen. Amen. Dylan. Dylan's Amen. been gone a while. Glad to have him. Praise God. We have a special day today. We're going to do a baptismal service this afternoon. Uh, Trinity has been good enough to let us use their facility. And at 2 o'clock, we're going to be doing that. And... Uh, Ireland and maybe London and anybody else who who hasn't been baptized you you can you can join in you know we started one one baptism one time it was outside at Sparksville we had a horse trough and we, we got to going and I thought there's going to be five or six and there wound up being 16 amen we kind of had a move of God right there amen and uh but we're going we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight because a lot of people don't understand it and like, like Andrew said, we're just full of religion and full of tradition. But what does the Bible say? And what, what is salvation? And what, do, what, it, what is it all about? And uh, I think I'm going to uh, have some clear uh, answers for people that will help you. Amen. Amen. So uh, if uh, your age is six months to sixth grade, you can be dismissed at this time. Now, Ireland, Ireland and London might want to stay and hear this, you know, uh, because we want them to fully understand. I know they do, but uh, get an imprint of this because, you know, the gospel is so simple a child can understand it. Yes. And uh, our hearts are so pure when we're young uh, that... Uh, you know, some people say if you don't get them when they're children, you're not going to get them. And especially, uh, I don't see a demon behind every tree, but I do have discernment. And I discern some things, and I, I, I understand it's the spirit of Antichrist. Yes. Amen. That's, that's trying to usher in the devil's agenda and to do everything he can to oppose the name of Jesus. He knows that he has but a short time. And so he's fighting with everything he has. But he has moved in the educational system. Not every teacher's uh, a, 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 a part of the conspiracy. Right. But, but the, whole, the whole mentality is, and, and Lord help us. I don't, I, you know what? I don't know how we got by all these 200 plus years of the history of America with with, without making it so important to uh, have five or six different genders and identities and and uh, yeah, how 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 did we ever make it this far without all that important stuff? That's just so important that it's on the news all the time and trying to pass more and more laws. How do we make it all these years without three different bathrooms? And now I don't know. I don't know if three is enough. You know, I'm. Uh, we were fine without that. that. That is from the pits of hell. Amen. Amen. And if you're confused, listen to what I'm going to say. Jesus will set you free from anything. Yes, Praise God forevermore. But it's a, it's a plan 
to, to uh, attack our children now. They're wanting to do it. Young ages want to bring drag queens in to read stories at the library to our children. They don't need to see a drag queen. They don't need to see a clown. Amen. They just need to, to read some good books, praise God. Some good old-fashioned books. Amen. Like Little House on the Prairie. And Lord, help us. We got all confused. Amen. So it is the last days and the devil's just working real hard. And by the time, uh, you know, you need to talk to your children and make sure that they know the Lord. Because by the time they go to college, uh, so many of those professors are sold over into to liberal ideology. And, and they'll, really, they'll really try to manipulate the way our young people think. And I've seen a lot of young people come away from college different yes. than they went in. Amen. So, so we're not for that. But we'll turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 6. We'll start there. I'm going to pray. Father God, we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. You are so good. You love us so much. You're a good, good God. And uh, you love us just, just like we are. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. We're so thankful for that love. And Lord, I ask you to open our eyes, open our ears to hear and understand what all this means. What, what, what this glorious salvation means to us. And uh, we, we just believe we're receiving the sown word of God into the good ground of our hearts. And we will give you all the glory as it bears fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now, now, before I read this, I want to say this. I, I, uh, I ministered on it several years ago. I got a revelation. And uh, it's so scriptural, it's so accurate. And uh, I got some stuff added to it this morning. I was preaching to Misty while we were getting ready. Uh, some of the things I just saw. Amen. You know, you just see things better and clearer. Yes. Amen. And, and then it works better. Amen. Amen. It just works better for you when you really get it. So uh, I preached several years ago. I probably, probably 15, 20 years now. That grace is the box that contains everything that God has done for us. It's a big old box, big old toy box, treasure box, whatever you say. And everything that God has done, when Jesus was on the cross, He said it's finished. Amen. So it's already been done. Now, you know, it, it mentions the Lamb's book of life or the book of life seven times in the New Testament. But not one time did it ever say that when you get saved, your name will be written in the Lamb's book of life. It doesn't say that. Amen. It does say that if you don't take heed to do the sayings of this book, your name could be blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. To be careful that your name's not blotted out. So, in that box is your salvation. Now, whether your name gets written when you grab it, or if uh, it's like a... We're eligible for certain things. When you hit 65, I've got to look into these things because I'm heading that direction. But when you hit 65, you get eligible for, you know, medic. I don't even know the terms. And, and I've been getting AARP letters for years, and I just throw them away because I wasn't going <laughs> to fool with that stuff. I ain't old. But, you know, you qualify for this stuff, but you still got to apply and get it right. and get signed up and make decisions and stuff. And, and, and so whether, you're, whether your name gets written or whether it's already there and it just is invisible ink and comes and shows up, whatever happens, 
Your name's in the Lamb's book of life when you're a child of God. Amen. But you had to use faith to reach in there and get it. By grace are you saved through faith. It is the gift of God, lest anyone should boast. So you reached in by faith. You heard the gospel. You believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And you you laid hold of salvation. And as the old folks say, you got saved. Glory to God. Amen. We need saved people today. We got, we got a lot of people that are just being converted to something, giving mental assent to something, and their lives aren't changing. And, and so uh, uh, we're, we're in situations where uh, we don't know right from wrong and we won't even talk about right, and right from wrong even in churches. And I mean, we're not condemning everything and putting everything down, but there's got to be rules. You need rules in your house. You need chores and duties and boundaries and guidelines. Amen. Some things need to be discussed. It's just, it's just proper uh, uh, training. Amen. It just, it just makes it right. So, so we have this box. It's got everything in it that we need. But uh, healing, prosperity. You know, there's a lot of Christians. That they're, they're fighting prosperity. And they'll, that when they quote scriptures, they'll misquote them. They'll say the root of all money is the root of all evil. And the Bible doesn't say that like that. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And it also says give and it shall be, red letters, Jesus said it himself, give and it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shake together and running over. Shall men give in your bosom. It says that God delights in the prosperity of his servants. So there's a lot of stuff that it says, but they take one scripture out of context and, and uh, uh, say that money is the root of all evil and, and kind of make people think that God wants us poor, but we're not even looking at all the Bible. And now, listen, if there's a preacher that's out there and he's trying to prophesy the rings off your finger and, and prophesy to get you to give him something and all the time some kind of gimmick after money, after money, after money, I'm, I don't like that stuff, I, you know. And, and uh, Word of Faith people really don't do that. The people who are really real, they don't have to. They believe God. But if somebody's just scheming and, and you know, uh, out, out, out to just to get a bigger car and stuff and everything, you know, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know about that myself. But, but uh, I got better things to do than preach about that all the time. Yes. He said go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's not the gospel. That's criticism and judgment and fault finding. Amen, and, and, you know, people are just doing that, and it's all, let me just say this, everybody listen, just hear me. It is all a plot from the enemy because he is the accuser of the brethren, and if he can get us accusing ourselves, then we're not preaching the gospel, and he's sitting back and laughing at us. How stupid we are. Listen, everybody doesn't have to believe exactly everything that you do. You can have your opinions, but you, do, you don't have to go on a crusade to straighten out everybody's doctrine and everybody's thought. And you don't know what's in their heart. And I said things 10 years ago that somebody might judge me on, but that was 10 years ago. And every day I'm learning and growing. Yeah. Amen in my interpretation of things. Yeah. So sometimes we're judging people on what they were 10 years ago or 2 years ago or 1 year ago. Yeah. And they're not the same. I'm not the same. Amen. Right. All right. Now let's read the Bible. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Uh, now, uh, we'll read this and see what it says. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, 
not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. So I'm going to talk about this a minute and uh, see what he's saying here. Now, remember in uh, chapter 5, he's saying we don't have, do not have a high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was at every point tempted like us. And says, Therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace that you might have grace and mercy to help you in the time of need. He's the high priest of our confession. That's what it was saying. Amen. So that's what's building up to this. And there's no chapter 6 in here. This, it's all a letter. So it's the same kind of thinking. So he says, we need to leave the discussion of the elementary principle of Christ. Because God has done so much for us. Come boldly before the throne of grace. We can find help. He said, because of all these good things that, that belong to us, because he's a great high priest, because he cares for us, his ears are open to cry. He wants us to come. Amen. Because of all of that. Uh, we need to stop discussing the elementary things and go on to perfection or go on to maturity. That word would be so much better uh, translated maturity. And if you study the Greek, that's really accurate. Completeness, maturity. Amen. Perfection means perfect. Jesus was the only one that's perfect. Amen. But we can be mature and still not be perfect, but we can be way more mature than we were Two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. You understand what I'm saying? Maturity is the, the, uh, uh, the right word if you go study out the Greek. Amen. So let's quit talking about the elementary things. Elementary things are, like you remember in school, you had uh, kindergarten, all that stuff, and then you had first, second, third grade. That was called elementary school. Then you had middle school, seventh, eighth, or junior high school, whatever they call it, and then high school. But elementary was the, was the early a, B, C. C, Jack, run. One plus one equals two. Amen. The easy stuff, the simple stuff, you know, the, the, the stuff that really mattered. Amen. You, you know, and then when you get up in algebra and stuff, I don't know if that matters or not. <laughs> Hallelujah. But A, C, A, T, cat. Amen. That matters. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm talking about. But that's elementary. So the, stu the beginning stuff. The foundational stuff. Amen. We don't need to be just stuck on that all the time is what he's saying. And we need to go on to mature, to growing up. Understanding uh, uh, that we have a great high priest who cares for us. And he said, he tells us, come boldly before the throne of grace that you might find grace and mercy to help you in the time of need. Glory to God. That's what he says to us. I mean, we can win. I told this to Misty because I, I saw it this morning. In that, in that box is anything and everything that we need. And re, you, you remember Paul, the great apostle? He was, uh, he was writing all the New Testament. He had so many things going wrong, so much persecution and stuff going on. And it, it, it said he was, because of the abundance of the revelation, I saw a man, he's talking about himself. He said, I, I, I received a thorn in the flesh, a messenger from Satan to buffet me. That, you know, lest I be exalted, lest I get the big head. You know, sometimes we want to get the big head, don't we? Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, he said he got that thorn in the flesh to keep from getting the big head. And now, uh, don't you know that uh, theologians come up with the bright idea that that meant he had a disease? Because he said in Ephesus 
that, uh, you know, have I therefore become your enemy because I told you the truth? He said, it used to be when I first came, you'd even plucked out your eye for me. So he said, that means he had eye disease. They, said, they read between the lines. That means he had an eye disease. He had pink eye or something was going blind and they were willing to give him an eye to get his eye healed. That's what his thorn in the flesh was. That's, it doesn't say anything like that. The thorn in the flesh was the persecution and the care for the churches. Remember, he, thrice he was stoned, beaten, left for dead in perils of men and perils of false brethren, you know, in caves, in prison. You know, he went through all kinds of stuff. And he said, because of these things, I sought the Lord three times. I prayed three times. Lord, don't you see what they're doing to me? Don't you see what I'm going through? And, you know, the Lord didn't say anything. The Lord didn't help him. The Lord said, well, my grace is sufficient for you. Well, that doesn't mean, see, and, and see, religious people think, you know, if God's going to do it, he'll do it. If he wants me healed, then I'll be healed. And some of them, I mean, really, if, they, if you break them down and, and say, really, explain where you're coming from, they believe everything that happens is the will of God. So if it's the will of God for you to get hit by a car, you're going to walk right out in front of one. He'll see to it. Know everything you do. I, I posted on Facebook, got a lot of comments, a lot of people sharing it. Amen, I shared it from somebody. But uh, everything happens for a reason, yes. And most of the time the reason is because we made dumb decisions. Come on. That's it. Amen. God didn't do that. Yes. Amen. You went, to the, you, went to the, you went to the river boat and blew $2,000 that you're supposed to live on this month and now you're starving and you have to be up there at Walmart, you know, with the sign. <laughs> Somebody feed me. God didn't do that to you. You did that. Yes. Yes. That's Amen. The gambler. Amen. <laughs> you did that. You made that decision. Amen. And see, everything that happens is not God's fault sometimes. But he, he gives us the Holy Ghost and he gives us the Word to help us. So anyway, it's not like God said, uh, no, my grace is sufficient for you. It's not like God said, just suffer. I want you to suffer. See, so some of us think that. Well, God's just putting this suffering on us, you know, because he just likes to see us suffer. How many of you like to see your children suffer? No, we don't, we don't think like that. That's not God, what God was saying. God was saying, listen, Paul, remember all that I told you and all that I showed you? In that box is anything and everything that you need to overcome anything and everything that you come up against. Use my name, use my power, use my word. Believe me and let, let your faith reach in that box and grab anything that you need to make you more than a conqueror. And you will be. And obviously he did. Because he said in all these things we're more than conquerors. And he said, uh, uh, thanks be to God who always leads us to triumph. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And every, everything. So he, he got a hold of what belonged to him. Listen. What's troubling you? What's your thorn in the flesh? Reach in the box and get something that'll help you. Yes. Amen. If it's health, you lay hold of more healing. If it's trouble and temptation or addictions, amen, reach in, reach in, the, reach in that box and lay hold of some uh, temperance. The fruit of the Spirit is temperance. Yes. 
means self-control. Amen. And you need to confess, oh, I can't help myself. I'm just bound. It's a disease, you know. It's a disease, you know. I'm just bound. Listen, reach in that box and grab you some self-control and confess with your mouth. I've got self-control. Amen. I'm a new creation in Christ. I heard Keith Moore tell somebody, well, you know, with the smoking habit, said you, every time you fire one up, you need to say, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm delivered from everything. And you know, it wasn't long they did that every time. That they, they said, Dad Burn, I'm a new creation. <laughs> I don't want that. Amen. And it was done. Yes. It's called the fruit of self-control. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Yes. 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 Of the Spirit. Living after the Spirit, not living after the flesh. You get you over anything. If you'll do it, it's worth of work if you do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So Paul reached in the box and got what he needed to overcome all the persecutions and pressures. And we can, and that's, and he's an example for us. All right. We're, we're, we're going on to maturity. We're growing up, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. What's repentance from dead works? Andrew was about to get on it really good. Now, as Christians, we've always been taught that means we don't cuss, we don't chew, we don't run with them that do. We don't go to the riverboat. We don't go to the crystal pistol on Friday and Saturday night. We don't. We're saved people. We're sanctified people. We don't. And because we don't, God loves us so much. You know, Andrew may go, but I don't. So therefore, he loves me so much more than he loves Andrew. It's called me goody two-shoes. <laughs> That's what religion makes you think. I, I remember when I got saved, I was so bound with drugs, so bound with alcohol, so full of foolishness and nonsense and cold turkey, I quit everything. And, and then God's calling was on my life and the power of God would come on me and the anointing would come on me. But I had the misconception that I was so anointed because I quit this and I quit that and I quit this and I quit that. Now I pray. Now I read my Bible a couple hours a day. Now I'm fasting. Now I'm seeking God. And I'm doing all these things. And now I'm not like Andrew. Now I'm over here doing all these great things. So God really loves me. And God's really blessing me because I'm doing all these great things. And some of y'all are saying, yeah. No. No. Dead works is more than cussing, chewing, using the names Lord in vain. Can I preach to y'all a little bit and y'all still love me? Dead works is when you do some Christian ritual and think that you're getting brownie points with God because you're not. It don't work that way. These people who want to do a good deed make sure it's on Facebook. Amen. They get their reward. Amen. You can't do enough good deeds to make God love you. Andrew said it. That's right. He may not have said it as plain as I'm saying it. <laughs> but he said it. But Christian people want to do that. And then it causes us all to act that way. Well, because we're so worried about what somebody thinks. It's got nothing to do with what anybody thinks. It's whether or not you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and get born again. And then if that really happens, he will cause you to do good stuff. But you're not doing good stuff to get him to love you. You're doing good stuff because he does love you. And you're really being a blessing. Yes. But if you're being a blessing to try to get God to love you and try to do the right thing, you know, uh, so God will love you, you've been, you've been filled with religion and you're duped. Right. Amen? Well, we need to, we need to repent from dead works. Yes. Good, and, good and not good. How many understand what I'm saying? Of course you need to repent from the not good stuff. 
course you do. But when you're trying to do stuff making you think, that God, if I could just pray more, then God would love me. No, no, he wouldn't. But if you could separate yourself and learn to get in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit, that would help you. It's not going to make Him love you anymore, but it would help you. And you'd lay hold of a whole lot more than what you're laying hold of right now. I'm preaching real good. Amen. Amen. Faith toward God. Amen. Now, listen, I don't know. I can't can't stop that. (laughs) Hallelujah. I can't move on from that because that's part of everything that I do. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, uh, but uh, the discussion of faith, I, 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 you know, so I really don't fully understand that faith toward God may be faith in God, faith in God's Word. I don't know exactly what that means, but uh, I'm not moving on from faith in God, and, and you're not either. And I'm not moving uh, uh, away from baptisms and laying on of hands and these things either, you understand? But there's more. There's more. And it leads to it. Faith leads to it. Amen. Okay. Faith toward God. We're going to keep our faith in God. That's how we lay hold of what's in the box. Amen. The doctrine of baptisms. Baptisms, plural. That's what we're going to talk about. I've got 30 minutes. Doctrine of baptisms of laying on of hands. Laying on of hands is supposed to be elementary. But, I, you know, I went to church for not a lot, but, a, but quite a bit. Four or five years, and I never seen them lay hands on nobody. We we miss that. Mm-hmm. Then when I got in amongst Pentecostals, I saw them uh, laying hands on people, and and some had some great things happen to me through laying on of hands. Shambach laid hands on me, changed everything. Amen. Hallelujah. I'd I'd received the baptism of the Holy Ghost one night, and then the tent moved from there, and Brother Stevens had his tent out on. 61 towards Greensburg at the top of the hill there. I went to that one night. I got in a prayer line, and uh, everybody's in that prayer line. I lined up all the way around. I was so hungry for God. I was so zealous for God. I got in that prayer line, and uh, the person I was with hadn't received the Holy Ghost yet. And he said, uh, Brother Randy, you got it now. You, you lay hands on her too. And, and, and I put my hands on her, and then something hit me in the top of the head. And I think he patted me on the head. You know, some people think, well, Benny Hinn, you know, he pushes everybody down and stuff. And some people do, but if you got the real deal, you don't have to push nobody down. And listen, you can be blessed without falling. Just receive. If you fall, you fall. And if you don't, you don't. Amen. Amen. So I didn't know anything about that falling stuff. I never had seen it happen. (laughs) Something hit me in the head. I reached my hand up there to pray. Something hit me in the head. And I went like a sack of potato. I didn't fall back so somebody could catch me. I just, and I laid there on the ground shaking. He prayed for everybody else. He prayed for everybody else. And, and they'd taken up the offering and they danced and played the organ and carried on for 30, 30 minutes or so. And I still laying up there shaking. Stuck to the floor. I couldn't even move. Oh, well, see, we're missing something. Yes. Amen. Didn't hurt me. No. Fixed me. Fixed. Healed me. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I was never the same. I finally got able to get up and and they said, well, he'll be all right to drive because it's just the Holy Ghost. He's drunk in the Holy Ghost, so he's not drunk. And I reckon we got home. <laughs> Hallelujah. But see, we, we, we eliminate all this stuff that's in the Bible. Some of y'all could use a good slap on the head like that. Praise God. You know, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And, and we're going to see the greatest move of God we've ever seen. So you might be thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Might be meditating on that. Praise God. 
the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead. Amen. Yes, the, the dead are resurrected. Amen. Saved or unsaved. Amen. You're going to live forever. Amen. All that salvation determines is what location. Location, location, location. Amen. If you don't have Jesus, you could have done all the good works. You could have done all the good deeds. But if you don't have Jesus, it's, it's, it, you, he give, He's given us every chance. Some people are just determined to go to hell. Amen. But there will be a resurrection and there is eternal judgment. Eternal judgment. These, these are things that are real. They're elementary. But there's more. What's more? What's more? Amen. This new covenant walk with God. Now we are the sons of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, for he caused him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We need to go on and know and learn and understand. It's not by deeds that I might do, but by walking with Him, letting His... Paul said, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives within me. Glory to God. We need to get a hold of some of that, praise God. Not go through the motions trying to figure everything out in our head. You ain't going to get it in your head. you got to believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we're going to talk about baptisms because we're going to baptize her in a little bit. Amen? So Matthew 28, 18. That's the intro. Matthew 28, 18. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So this is the instruction he gave to the early church. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. So we're supposed to teach and learn the Word, and in in, in, in we are supposed to be baptized. Now, baptize comes from the Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse. I believe in immersion. Amen. Now, somebody, uh, the, the thief at the cross, Jesus said, this day I'll be with you in paradise. They didn't bring a tub in there and dunk him before they took him down off the cross. Some people say you got to be baptized. I'm going to try to address all that stuff. A lot of people have a lot of different ideas. Amen. And it's really, it's works to try to get to earn your salvation. Amen. And we're just we're going to stay with what the Word of God says. Yes. We're going to stay with what the Bible says. Rightly divided. So simply stated, to baptize is to totally immerse an object in another substance and then bring it out. That's what we're going to do to... Ireland, London, we're going to immerse them in water and bring them out. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. When a person is baptized in water, his or her body is totally immersed and brought out again. The awesome significance of water baptism is this. It symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Christ uh, Christ and our identification with Him in those things. Amen. He died for us. We die with him, and we're going to be right. He rose up, and we're going to rise up. Praise God. Hallelujah. The scriptures refer to Jesus being the last Adam, the first man Adam, and the last man Adam. Amen. So Jesus sent his sacrifice for us, represented us. 
Uh, and when a person receives Jesus as Lord, he identifies fully with what happened to Jesus. And what that means when you receive Jesus as Lord, that's why we're getting baptized. Because we receive Jesus as our Lord. Yes. Amen. The Bible says in Romans 10, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you believe it in your heart, not in your head. In your heart. Way down deep inside. And with your mouth you say, Jesus is my Lord. And the Bible says if you do that, you'll be saved. Yes. Amen. Now religion puts all kinds of rules and regulations on it. And, and some tie water into it. Water can't save you. Water can't save you. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, if a preacher dunks you in water, it can't save you. If a really good preacher dunks you in water, it can't save you. <laughs> Amen. That's not what it's about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, it's a funeral service for the old man. Saying, what I used to be, I'm no longer because now Jesus is in my heart. So, so water baptism is a physical act that, that, that uh, should permanently mark our minds and our hearts. The person being baptized, uh, this just signifies and seals that I belong to Jesus. He belongs to me. And I'm so convinced of that, I'm going to let the preacher dunk me. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I'm going to get dunked. Amen, because I believe in Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I believed in my heart and confessed with my mouth. He lives in my heart. He's come into my heart. Amen. Uh, it gives a believer the opportunity to openly testify to others of his born-again experience. It serves as an outward sign and testimony of an inward grace. It's a, it's a symbol to all your family and friends that might show up that you might want to invite them. You know, I'm going to be baptized. So it's a testimony that the old person's dead. Now I'm saved. Uh, so the believer has been crucified with Christ, buried with him, and raised together with him to walk in newness of life. Amen. So Jesus told us to go and teach all nations, baptizing him in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. I believe it's scriptural to baptize in the, name of Je uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, Acts 10.38 says, Repent, therefore, and be ye baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, there are some denominations, since Acts comes after Matthew, they say that that's the salvation formula. But the same ones, they say, when you get baptized in the name of Jesus only, you know, uh, which Jesus is the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's a family name. Like, uh, like my son back there, his name's Parnell. My dad right there, his name's Parnell. My name's Parnell. Now she's my wife. Her name's Parnell. Amen. Jesus is his name. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> Hallelujah. It's uh, uh, Holy Ghost Jesus, Father Jesus. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a family name. But uh, they're saying that there, there are tying a lot of stuff to it that's not important. The important thing is believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, Lord Jesus. This is a funeral for the old man. The old man's dead. And what I do, I do everything that I do in the name of Jesus. Do all that you do in the name of Jesus. I've had people stop and watch our baptisms when I was baptizing in water. Up in Russell Creek one time, preachers come out there walking. and say, what name is he going to baptize in? Because, you know, I want to make sure I did it right. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not, you know... It needs to be according to Scripture, 
but that's not. And see, they say that Acts 2.38 is the right formula for salvation. So if uh, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So then they expect you to speak in tongues. So if you didn't speak in tongues after you got baptized and you didn't receive the Holy Ghost, you ain't saved till you get the Holy Ghost according to them. Amen. And I mean, they believe that and stick to it. Amen. I went and I heard one of them preaching this. And uh, Granny was Baptist. Amen. Granny loved the Lord. And she was right, but she still had a temper. Amen. And she'd get fired up every now and she'd say a little four-letter word, not, not, you know, something about chicken manure. Another word for that. When she got really, when she said that, you better, you better run because it was going to fly. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But Granny loved Jesus and she was Baptist and she never spoke in tongues. And if Granny's not in heaven, there ain't no heaven. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. It doesn't, you know, people just want to tie all kinds of stuff to it. Jesus went to the cross and Laid, his, laid down his life for us. And, and we all can grow and come up higher and farther, and it's up to you. To, there's a, some people got a whole box full they never even reached in their whole life except to get saved. Right. Amen. I'm going to empty mine out before come Jesus on. comes. I want to hit rock bottom. Yes. Glory to God. Have I got any warriors? Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's, let's jump on to uh, John the Baptist baptizing Jesus, Matthew 3. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you're coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill our righteousness. Then he allowed him. And so John went ahead and baptized him. When he had been baptized, John immersed him. He immediately, he came up immediately from the water, brought him back up, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him, and suddenly a voice from heaven came from, uh, a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son, and whom I'm well pleased. So what happened here, uh, let it be so, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill our righteousness. Jesus had to be baptized, the Lamb of God had to be baptized to fulfill righteousness uh, because he had, he, he had committed no sin. There wasn't nothing to wash away. Amen. But it was exemplary to us. It demonstrated and foretold uh, of his death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, so in its example, amen, it's an example to us. Jesus got baptized, well, we need to get baptized. Amen. And there's baptisms. Amen. There is... Uh, There is a baptism. Uh, Ephesians says, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. But this is talking about baptisms. Amen. So there are different baptisms, uh, really three that matter, that are important. One is when you get born again, you are baptized by the Holy Ghost into the body of Christ. Amen. You become a child of God. Amen. You've reached in the box, got a hold of salvation. And pulled it out and put it in your life. Yes. And that's what Ireland and London have done. Yes. Amen. And so we dunk them to, to symbolize that. Amen. And these kids, our kids are taught well. Yes. Our, our, our Bible schools have been so good. And our kids' church is so good. And the people 
uh, that work with them are really good and really understand these things. Amen. And uh, something really spiritual happens. My children got saved young. Just really, really young. You know, especially the girls even more so. They're like four, I think Tiffany might have been. Amen. Because she, oh, she heard that church and she knew everything. She'd quote more scripture than most adults. She told her grandpa, uh, her other grandpa, when she was like five years old, he was sick. And she said, Paris, I'm going to get you a Bible so you can get the devil off your back and get him under your feet where he belongs. <laughs> five years old, she told him that. Hallelujah, boy. That, <laughs> she knew what she was talking about. So there's a baptism of the body of Christ. Then there's uh, baptism in water that a man performs that's a ritual that we're talking about today. We, we, it, it represents our funeral. There's a song that, that I've sung uh, called The Water Grave. I'm going down to the river because I want to be buried alive. I want to show my heavenly father, you know, uh, that I lo you know, that I love him, I believe him. Glory to God. And I'm going down in a water grave and coming back up alive, you know. This is, it, it's great. So that's important. Then there's another baptism that I believe is, is really important in uh, 2022 right now with everything that's going on. Uh, do you need the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? No, but you need him to go to Walmart. And I'm going to say this, no, but you need him to live in America in 2022 if you're going to stand for what's right and not roll over and wilt like a sissy and let them trample over you. Amen. Amen. Take away your guns. Take away your freedoms. Take away your right to educate your children. Amen. Hallelujah. Take away your right to free enterprise to have a business or to make money on your own. Put you all in a government position. Amen. Rob from the rich and give it to the poor. Everybody treated the same, except the, the demon-possessed ones that are running it. Right. Amen. If socialism was going to be feel, fair, there'd be no palaces for the, for the premiers. And there'd be no limos either. Right. They'd have a donkey like everybody else. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. You need the Holy Ghost to live in these last days. You need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Jesus told John, he said, I, uh, 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 John said, I need baptized with water for repentance, but there's one coming after me who's mightier than I, and he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. Amen. And, and, and see, right now, we're so, we're the, the body of Christ, and, and even Pentecostal people, we've lost the fire a lot. Amen. And it, it, uh, we're, we're so sissified right now that we won't even stand up for nothing. Yeah. Amen. Somebody's going to have to have some backbone. And one thing the Holy Ghost does, it gives you backbone. Yeah. Amen. You know, they were drunk on the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Amen. And they went out on the street, everybody preaching, hooping, hollering, everybody hearing them speak in their tongues. One thing the Holy Ghost does, it'll make you feel 10 feet tall and bulletproof when you get full. Amen. You, you know, uh, I never got in one fight before I got saved when I was sober. Not too many. Well, some when I was a kid, but once I got an adult, I wasn't fighting nobody till I was drunk. And then when I got drunk, see, it, it hurts when somebody knocks you upside the head. If you didn't, if you never knocked upside the head, let me tell you, it hurts. You get knots on your head. It hurts when you hit somebody. Your hand will hurt for a, a week. Amen. Hallelujah. Chad grinning. 
He must have he got popped a time or two. <laughs> but I wouldn't do it unless I was drunk. See, when you get drunk, I mean, you forget all that. Yep. You get bold and you get brave. You ain't scared of nothing. You ain't going to take nothing off nobody. Amen, and you just go looking for it. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. We need some people filled with the Holy Ghost on fire for God, bold and powerful, and that's a baptism. That's a doctrine of baptism. We all need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire again and afresh. And I'm not apologizing for it. I'm saying it right here, right now, and I mean it. You need it, praise God. Hallelujah. We need, and, and it's going to happen. The glory of this latter house is going to be greater than the former. I'm just telling you, I'm prophesying right now. There's going to be a move and a wave, and it's going to come and be so convincing. People who saw it and thought about it and pondered it, but they didn't take the plunge, it's going to be so strong, it's going to be so real, it's going to be convincing. You're going to say, get out of my way, Ethel, I'm going for it all. Amen. I, I'm, going, I'm going up, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to the front. Praise God. Fill me, Jesus. Fill me. Amen. We're going to see that happen. I'm telling you. We're going to see that happen. And, and, and we're going to see boldness and fire. The, devil, the devil's punching on the wrong thing. Amen. This sleeping giant is about to wake up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So uh, I believe everybody needs that. Amen. Now a person must be baptized into the body of Christ or saved. That's just another way of saying it. You, when you really get saved, you're baptized. The Holy Ghost does something on the inside. It's invisible. But you, you experience that by saying, Yes, Lord, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. With the heart one believes the righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if you're really sincere and you really mean it, that happens. And now you need, to, you need to share your testimony. You need to get planted in a local church. You need to start feeding on the sincere milk of the Word of God that you may grow thereby and find out what else is in that box that you just reached over in and got a hold of salvation. Find out what else is in that box. <laughs> Amen. And, and he said you could have it. He said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. Yes. And everyone who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, uh, and then when you, get, when you get saved, being saved doesn't make you perfect, but your spirit's right with God. Yes. Amen. And your name. Now, like I said, I don't know if it was written before, if it just got written, or if, if, it, just, if it was there all along. I mean, everybody's name could be there all along, and the ones who don't qualify get blotted. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Amen. But you know that it's there when you ask Jesus into your heart. Amen. Glory to God. And you know you're not going to be thrown in the lake of fire. Praise God. And we don't want that. Uh, so, uh, this we will do. And this we will do. We're going to go on to growing up. That's what a good pastor does. He teaches you all this stuff that belongs to you so you can believe it and lay hold of it. Amen. And rightly divides the word of truth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's look at Romans 10 and shutting this thing down. Praise God. And again, and again we're going to be at Trinity at 2 o'clock. Somebody's going to be there to let us in. Candidates who are, who are baptized. To be baptized, you need something 
I, I'm going to wear some swimming shorts and a t-shirt. And, and uh, you know, I'm not going to be like the old preachers and get my preaching clothes wet. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I'm going to have me a towel and I'm going to change back into something dry. So you, 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 you want to do that? Uh, I mean, you know, wear a t-shirt over your bathing suit if you want to. I'm going to wear a t-shirt. I don't want everybody. I'm not, I'm not I'm trying to win a bodybuilding contest. And even if I was, I'd still wear a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Ain't no sense exposing everybody to all that. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Brethren, Romans 10, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. So, so whose righteousness is it important for us to submit to? God, not man's. But see, this is Israel, a whole group of people. They're zealous. They're zealous for God. But it's not according to, to righteousness. Amen. Not according to knowledge of what the Word of God says in this new covenant. There's a difference between, in the new covenant and the old covenant. Amen. There's a difference in the sacrifice that was paid. That was temporal. That was every year. The blood of bulls and goats had to be offered for our sins. Now Jesus one time laid down His life and He took His very own blood when He raised from the dead. Took it to heaven. Put it in the mercy seat in the heavens. Once and for all. Signifying. Amen. That it's finished. The blood has been shed. Are you going to reach in and take yours? Amen. I take mine. Praise God. Hallelujah. You've got to take yours. I wish I knew all this stuff. You know, when I got saved, I didn't know nothing. I was a heathen when I went to church when I was a teenager. I didn't pay attention. I'd gotten born again, but I didn't know nothing. So I backslid. Amen. Everybody was carrying on and cutting up, and, and that was tempting to me. And so I went along with everybody else. I didn't know if there was such a thing as the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so I really made a mess of everything for several years. It, but but uh, God's married to the backslider. Amen. He wouldn't let me stay backslid. Mama wouldn't let me. Mama wouldn't let him let me. She kept going to that throne. She kept asking. She kept calling it out. Thank God. Amen. He began to deal with me again. Hallelujah. And as hard as I tried to ignore it and, and, and occupy myself with other things, I couldn't get away from it. This is so real. Amen. I was on my way to hell. Amen. Jesus was dealing with my heart. Amen. And I didn't even know what I was surrendering to. I didn't even know what I was running after, but I knew whatever it was I had to have it or I was going to die. <laughs> Amen. I couldn't go on like I was going. Amen. And I had to take that step. I had to cross that river, praise God. And so I did. I went to altar. I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't know this. It had been so much easier. Somebody said, now, son, you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. They said, pray through, son. Hold on. You know, and people come. Nobody knows what to say. Listen, I'm telling you all what to say. If somebody wants to get saved, you can just preach what I just preached to you. Preach to them. It's the Word of God. It'll work. The Bible works. Preachers don't have a special line from heaven to, to know stuff that nobody else knows. It's Bible. And some, some preachers have a line from somewhere to tell you a bunch of stuff that nobody else knows, but it's not the Bible. And we need to know the Bible so we know who's telling us what. Hallelujah. 
So people are submitting to righteousness, but not submitting to the righteousness of God. Now let's just skip down to verse 8 for time's sake, because we're almost done. What does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made uh, unto salvation. For the Scripture says, Whoever believes on Him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon Him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Verse 14. How then shall they call upon Him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on Him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good peace. Amen. It's a gospel of peace. It's not a gospel of torment. See, the, the devil's the tormentor. Now, see, he was so in control of my life before I rededicated that I had people who cared for me when I was younger in church who prayed many prayers for me. And they got sick and in the hospital and I couldn't go visit them. I knew that I should. I knew how to honor. I, was taught, I, I know what honor is. I know what respecting your elders is. This man was good to me. He was in that hospital. I couldn't go in that hospital. You know why I couldn't go in that hospital? Because people die in hospitals. And so death is real. And heaven and hell are real. And I'm not ready to die. And I don't want to think about it. So I wouldn't go. Then he died. Now he's laying corpse in the funeral home. I won't even go in. I won't even go in because he's dead. And that means he's not here, so he's in heaven or hell. He's in heaven. But then that's going to make her, I'm, I'm not right with God. I'm not ready. And, I, and the devil had such a hold on me, I didn't want to be ready. I didn't want to hear no preacher. I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't flipping through the channels. Amen to try to find a preacher. Some people do that by the grace of God. You get hungry, God gets to you. And it leaks out and you can't stand it anymore. I wasn't to that place yet to keep me from hearing devil trying to keep me from here, and he's trying to keep people from here. But when you hear this, he's good. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. He's good. He wants to take all that burden off of you. Amen. Hallelujah. I was so free. I was so free that night I rededicated my life. I was so happy. I didn't even know what happened to me. But I just know I'd done it. I'd, well, I did know because I heard a preacher. The prodigal son came to a census and said, It was better when I was in my father's house. My father's servants are eating better than I'm eating. They're living better than I'm living. I'll go home. Amen. And, 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 and uh, return to my father. And be like one of his servants. And it's way better than where I'm at now. Amen. So when he come. Here he comes walking down the road. And the father, the father looked out and said. Well there, there that sorry thing is. I wonder what he wants now. He must be broke again. Want to come try to get some more money. That's not what he said. He said my son who was dead is alive again. And he ran to him. <laughs> he ran to him and hugged him. And said 
put the robe on his back and the ring on his finger for my son who's dead. He's alive again. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. That's good news. That's good news. Hallelujah. Like come and get it is to a starving man. Amen. That's what he's saying. Amen. Hallelujah. Whosoever will, let him come and drink. Amen. So if you're not born again, if you haven't believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that's what you need to do to make you a candidate for getting baptized. We believe in it. It's the ordinance of the church. It's a great thing. It's a funeral for the old man. These children, you know, have been raised in a Christian home all their lives. Yes. My goodness. Yes. Hallelujah. I remember when Ireland was a little baby, and, and uh, I, knew, I knew Chad uh, wanted a little boy. And, uh, but uh, uh, Michelle wasn't that enthused about it. Amen. And so Chad would talk to me about it, and I, and I, and I told him, you know, what, the way I got Dylan, I couldn't mention it, have another child. It was World War III. And I've done, I didn't have too many of them. So I just wouldn't, wouldn't say it. And I talked to God. I did talk to God. And God said, well, you just talk to me about it. You just leave it to me. I'll take care of it. And he did. And there he sits. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not saying Michelle was like that. But <laughs> Chad was concerned. And so, I, you know, I pray for everybody. I pray for all the sheep. Amen. And uh, I was praying. And I saw a vision. And it was, uh, you know how the porch was over up, up there at Taco Bell? behind Taco Bell at the end of the porch right next to that street what is that street that goes down there to Lindsay's gravel parking lot for the football field in between uh, Taco Bell and backyard or whatever it is or cookout I get all those confused he was standing right there on the sidewalk at that, that little corner a little, little about two years old this blonde headed and blue eyed little boy standing there and I knew that's Chad's son and I said, Lord, do I tell him? Do I tell him? Do I tell him? And I think I told you, didn't I? I said, I saw it. And there he, there he is. <laughs> now he's, they're growing up so fast. Amen. Believing on Jesus. Because mommy and daddy believe on Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We know what's important and we know what's right. And I'm proud of y'all. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so when we get up there, get ready to baptize, I'll, I'll ask you if you ask Jesus to come into your heart. And if you can say yes, then we're going to dunk you. Amen. I'll bring you up. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm, so, I'm just so excited and proud of them. Yeah. If anybody else wants to get saved, you can because I t I t it's, 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 it's not hard. It's not difficult. Amen. The gospel is good news. I don't know about you. I preach myself happy. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Praise God. We're going to see harvest. Yeah. Amen. The devil don't win. He never has won. He's not going to win this time. Amen. Hallelujah. God loves this country. God loves this country. Uh, people don't think so. People think, and, and I know other nations have fallen. I know the Roman Empire fell. They turned their back on God. But God loves this country. I, I, I read Christopher Columbus's own words. He said, God gave me the idea to go find a new world. Because, see, people are saying, the world's flat. And when you go so far, when them ships get out of sea, they fall off over the edge. Amen. <laughs> that's what everybody was saying back then. They didn't, they didn't have, what do you call them, hover, little helicopter things with a camera on it. They could raise it way up real high, and you can see it's round. 
Amen. You get an airplane, you can kind of tell it's round. Amen. They didn't know that. But he said the Lord put it in his heart to go find another country. He said God did that. And he said people mocked me. Kings, a couple countries turned him down and wouldn't back him. But he kept going because God put that in there. Amen. It was a God idea. Finding America was a God thing. Amen. Because God wanted a place where this gospel could be preached. And so far, we've been it. We're wimping out. Amen. I'm ashamed of, of, of so much of what's going on. How we can go to we love the flag, we love this country, all the other countries better be afraid. If you're going to abuse people, if you're going to mistreat people, you better straighten up. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to stop that. And when we say stop that, you better stop it. Because you, you don't want us mad at you. Because we're the biggest and the baddest and the most responsible. Because God bless America. And now, now we're the wimps of the world and give China anything and everything they want and bow down to them. I don't know what all. I don't know what's underneath it. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just know right's right and wrong's wrong. We're heading in the wrong direction. And God's going to help us get it right. Yes. But it's going to take people that are saved and people that love God, people that will pray and believe God and stand up and not cow down. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, oh. You're going to have to have the Holy Ghost. You're going to have to have the Holy Ghost. Did you see, did you, did you see how people who didn't, uh, who, who, who there's still people right now, and if, you, if you're one of them, I love you anyhow. God bless you. I'm not mad at you. There's still people riding around in their cars right now with the mask on. Right now. In their own car all by themselves. Got their mask on. And see, we, we, we let people who had a different opinion cow us down. And we wouldn't even say our opinion anymore. I mean, what are they going to do when they say, you're going you're gonna to take the mark of the beast here? Everybody else is. And, 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 and you know what they did? They called people. They ain't wearing their mask. They called the 911. They ain't wearing their mask. They're going to call their mask. They're going to call 911. They ain't got, a, they ain't got the mark. So-and-so, my neighbor ain't got the mark. When they, when they start shutting down praying and believing God and Christian bumper stickers and anything to do with Christ, they were praying over there. You, you, you better have the Holy Ghost. We better pray and not let it come to that because that's the plan. That's their plan. Take away the guns, then you can't fight back. I mean, that's the plan. Ask Australia. Hallelujah. It's tight, but it's right. Amen. I won't, I won't apologize for it. I love everybody. Love everybody. You wear three masks. I still love you. Yeah. Amen. It, 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 glory to God. Hallelujah. God is good all the time. Well, let's pray. If you never prayed, I'm going to pray where we can all confess our, uh, Jesus as our Lord. And you can do this and believe this in your heart right now, and it'll stick. It'll stick if you tell somebody. Father God, right now we just come boldly before your throne. You are good, and your mercy does endure forever. And I believe your Spirit's in this place helping us, helping me. And I'm so, so very thankful for that. But you said in your word that if we would believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus, we would be saved. So right now we all just say it. I believe in my heart, and I confess with my mouth, Jesus Christ is my Lord.
For with my heart, I believe unto righteousness. And with my mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming in my heart. I believe it. And I know my name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I'll live with you forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, bless our day. Bless our baptism. And uh, we'll give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. And Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah.